and welcome to yet another episode of the Foodie Flashback, the podcast where we we talk with international guests sometimes and with guests from like all walks of life about their their connection to food, their like how they grew up and like the stories behind the food and like what what makes whatever food they grew up they grew up with or like what makes that special. Um, today I have a very special guest, at least in my book, uh, someone who was very high on my list when I, when I said out, like, Hey, I, I'm going to do this. Um, like there were a couple of people that I definitely wanted to, to talk to and that I thought would have great stories. And we've been on podcasts quite a lot. So I have with me Chuck Joyner. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Patrice. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, as I said, like, it was definitely, like, you were someone I, I definitely did want to talk to. I mean, I've, we've been on a, of a couple of podcasts. I've listened to, like, track favorites, for example, um, which I'm going to admit was kind of the inspiration for this show. Like, that's how I started. Oh, I'm flattered. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. No, it was, it was literally, um, I, I thought, I, I, I saw the show or listened to the show and I was like, okay, I like this format. I like this whole favorites thing um and it just morphed into foodie flashback ultimately because i didn't want to do tv shows like there are too many podcasts like that um i wanted to do something food related and somehow i kind of moved away from the whole favorites thing more to the stories thing but it was also something that i always was very interested in anyway so yeah you're you're the literal inspiration for for this even existing um, well, how can you go wrong with food? That's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't want to do favorite foods either because, like, I thought that would just end up in a fight. Like, <laughs> one one person <laughs> would say, "Oh, my favorite food is I don't know New York pizza," and then someone else would say, "No, it's Chicago pizza." I'm like, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I made it about the stories. So um, maybe, like, can you share a little bit where you're from? Like, in case someone absolutely doesn't know you, which I kind of doubt. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Um, no, I, I grew up in a small town in um, in southern, south central Pennsylvania, uh, right next to the Maryland line. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my uh, my mom was from Pennsylvania. My dad mm-hmm. was from Georgia, so there was a bit of a a mixture going on there from the northern cuisine and the southern cuisine. Mm-hmm. If we're going to talk about food. And so I've, I've learned to appreciate some things from both sides, some things that, you know, I don't think my mom ever really quite got used to that my, from where my dad grew up and mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, so, you know, it, 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 and I didn't, I don't think I really became interested. I mean, obviously, you know, you, you love food, but I don't think I really became interested mm-hmm. in cooking and everything until a, a lot later. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, growing, but when you've contacted me about this, it, it sort of made me think back and, and think about, okay, what, what did I enjoy as a kid? Mm-hmm. And it brought back a lot of memories, you know, of, of, of that, that those cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we're definitely going to dive into that. Um, and nowadays, I mean, I know you're as a podcaster, uh, you have, as we already mentioned, at least one more podcast, actually, well, I know about two more podcasts. There is track favorites, um, the other one I'm blanking on the name. Mac Voices, right? <laughs> yeah, Mac Voices. Mac Voices, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been doing Mac Voices for, uh, well, it's coming up on 15 years. Um, wow. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for a while. And Trek Favorites came out of the idea that um, 
on so many of Mac Voices episodes during the taping and before and after mm. some Star Trek reference would come up. <laughs> it's kind of a cultural touchstone. Yeah, it is. And I, and, and you started having these, you know, these kind of off the, off the, on the side conversations. And it's like, mm. you know what? I really want to have some of these conversations with my friends mm-hmm. about, you know, but like, just like you were saying, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. And the one thing that I didn't see is I didn't see anybody talking. They do analysis and dig into the messages mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But there was nobody just saying, hey, you know, what do you pick an episode that you like? I don't care why you liked it. Just you mm-hmm. know, explain why you liked it. And it's led to some very surprising and unusual Absolutely. conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, d- I definitely like there were quite a few surprises. Like it's not like everybody likes the same like handful episodes. Like everybody has a different approach and a different perspective on like star trek and like what like what shows they even like which like which versions which episodes like which characters like everybody has a different approach so like i said that was that was for me super interesting and i always love like listening to that like i i listen to the other shows as well um i definitely listen to like um a random track for example and and mission log and so on but yeah i, I really like the this is this is my favorite and here's why aspect. And it doesn't have to be the favorite, the, the top, like absolute. It has to be a favorite. It can be a favorite. So I really enjoyed that. Um, well, just like you were saying, how, how do you pick a favorite yeah, out of exactly. over? <laughs> I, 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 I've lost track, but I think it's it's well over 500 episodes. You know, how do you say, this yeah. is the one that I really like out mm-hmm. of all, all the Trek series and everything. It's just, just impossible. And so yeah, the is. idea was, and I don't want to talk about my favorites. You know, I want to mm-hmm. hear about the guest mm-hmm. and, and to what you were saying, I mean, right out of the gate, I got some where some guests would pick an episode and I'd like that one. Really? That's <laughs> one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. And then we'd get into the discussion and there was, there was something about that that touched mm-hmm. them and their, their lives or where they were at that point in their lives that mm-hmm. really just, it kind of blew me away. It's like, okay, this is working out better than I ever thought it would because I really didn't expect it. And, and now they've caused me to go back and look at some of those episodes that maybe were, you know, okay, in a completely mm-hmm. different light. Mm-hmm. Completely different yeah, light. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Foodie Flashback. Like, I don't, like, I've, I've been on so many podcasts where it's about my opinion or, like, what is happening in tech and how do I see it and all of that. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something where it's absolutely about the guests, like, you today where it's about their stories and their experience and i I might interject something that comes up from from my like my past and something i see maybe across episodes but it is literally about like the guests and like what they like what how they how they approach approach food and how they grew up and how like what the stories are so yeah it's it's exactly that so um yeah speaking about food uh like What's your definition of a foodie and like, would you consider yourself one? I consider myself a foodie from the standpoint that I enjoy food. I don't, I'm not one of those people that just eats to eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, unless it's you know during the work day and you got to get something because you've got to get to the next meeting. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, I like to think that I'm a little more intentional and certainly if I have a choice, to go out to dinner or, you know, go, if I'm traveling, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to just stop at a, a chain restaurant. I'd much rather sample something that is local or regional um, and, and enjoy the, the cuisine of mm-hmm. that area. 
Um, that said, you know, time, the times, depending on where you go, that the cuisine that you enjoy may not be part of that area, but there's a really good restaurant that serves. It. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do pay attention and I do like to try new things mm-hmm. like probably everyone else. And, but I haven't gotten to the point where I'm going to eat something that just is completely off the wall. <laughs> that <type. laughs> All right. I, 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 it needs to appeal to me. You know, mm-hmm. It needs to. It needs to have some appeal. But you know, that said, I'm. I, I like to think I'm pretty broad-minded, and will try mm-hmm. just about anything at least once. Mm-hmm. So, do you like if you travel? Do you actively seek out like um, the like the local cuisine, like the the smaller, maybe even the smaller local restaurants that that the locals go to, or is it more like a mix between like restaurants that sound interesting, even if they're not typical local? Um, versus like, is that local restaurants? Uh, that's a great question. I'd say I'd uh, probably a mix, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think, I think there's always this temptation to look for the, you know, what the, the most highly recommended restaurants mm-hmm. in, in a city. And sometimes those are very much local and sometimes they are, you know, they might be by a quote unquote celebrity chef, mm-hmm. um, but that, that has a restaurant in that area. So, uh, it's, it's kind of all over the place mm-hmm. for me, you know, just, again, it's, it's what appeals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm not going to go just because you open a restaurant in, you know, the city I'm in, um, I'm not necessarily going to go, but mm-hmm. if it's a cuisine that I like, or it's, it sounds interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it probably also depends on the situation. Like it's probably like even maybe a little bit mood based, where it's like, sometimes you're in the mood for something completely different something new and sometimes you're like well like i just want something that somehow feels familiar right oh sure sure i mean you know i it is interesting if you go somewhere and you tend to to um to overdose on that cuisine and then you can't wait to get back Mm -hmm. or you know you just you come home and and you get back to something that's a little more familiar and Mm -hmm. it's like oh you know this is the way it really should be this is what i really really enjoyed this but i enjoyed the other two yeah, it's, but what I found is, especially after traveling for a while, if you're traveling a lot, um, yeah, you sometimes just want to go back to something familiar. Like you come back home and like you don't want something crazy, like extraordinary. You just want something sometimes simple and something that you're familiar with and that just feels like home, really. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and food is is such a such a touch point mm-hmm. again for home. Whatever that whatever that means to you, mm-hmm. you know, food's probably involved to one degree or another. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I've I've seen for a lot of people. So you said that you like grew up in southern Pennsylvania. Um, like, can you describe like for someone who doesn't know like what the typical cuisine would be? Like, how would you describe that? Um, you know, Pennsylvania is interesting, and at, at least the area where I grew up, there's there are not a lot of foods that I would say are native to that area, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Pennsylvania Dutch cooking. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, of very heavy food, and um, with some of that old German influence, um, mm-hmm. like sour sauerkraut was always in our home, mm-hmm. um, and it took a little while, but I developed a taste for that, and now really <laughs> thoroughly thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. There's some others, you know, like th- that maybe not so much, mm-hmm. um, but you know, it's Pennsylvania. I don't think is a it, other than if you go to Philadelphia, and of course the Philadelphia cheesesteaks, mm-hmm. you go to Pittsburgh and some of their sandwiches. We really don't have a defining cuisine, I, I don't think. Mm-hmm. 
and and if anybody's found one, let me know because I'd love to, <laughs> to find it. But it's it's sort of a, a mixture. I mean, where where I grew up and where I I live now, we're not that far from the Chesapeake Bay mm-hmm. and Maryland. So um, blue crabs are very much a big thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't as much when I was when I was a kid, but. And mm. now I've I've really come to appreciate them and, and absolutely love mm-hmm. uh, love crab crab in just about any form. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, based on as you said, like the Dutch German like influences, a lot of meat meat and potatoes or like something yeah. like that sauerkraut. Obviously, you, you mentioned um, yeah, a lot of meat and potatoes. Yeah. A lot of meat and potatoes. <laughs> Sounds like Germany. <laughs> That's what I usually yeah. say about Germany. What is like food in Germany? Meat and potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, ex- exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, it's oh no, it's good. It's oh no, like, yeah. But but once you start to break out and realize that there's mm. more to the world than meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. it uh, it becomes it becomes a lot more mm. fun. Was that something that you experienced in your childhood, like other cuisines? Was that something that was around, or was it really more like, you know, uh, <laughs> I want to say traditional Pennsylvania now, like more like local food. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, my mom was, my mom was very much into, into, uh, experimenting with, mm-hmm. with cooking. Mm-hmm. She was part of, of what they called back then, or they turned themselves an international cooking group. And, you know, she would bring home, um, some dishes to try. And sometimes it's like, what is this? And other times <laughs> like, yeah, this is bad. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want to make a steady diet of it. Um, those were some of my first exposures to things. And mm-hmm. I, I probably, again, I don't think I was as, as welcoming to those things as maybe I could have been. But again, when you're a kid, you know, yeah. you don't, you're, you're not quite into that. So No, like kids um, in general, like, it's like, it depends a little bit. Like some kids are different, but for the most part, like they're not the most adventurous usually. So, yeah. so what kind of like what kind of food did your mom experiment with? Like, do you remember anything oh. particular? Oh no, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you that <laughs> I did. You know, I just I, I I remember you know her her talking about what you know, and I'm sorry now that I I wasn't paying a little more attention to that <laughs> um, because I think it would have been interesting to mm-hmm. compare mm-hmm. my taste now with with mm-hmm. you know what she was trying to do then. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, it, yeah, I, I, I wish I could tell you, but, you know, <laughs> lost the time. Well, I mean, it happens. Uh, like, I mean, if you ask me, well, I, I would have, a, I mean, other than my dad's pasta, I would probably have a hard time remembering it as well. Like, it's just too long ago. Um, yeah. Like, did, like, where did she get the inspiration from? Was it like something she she read or like, how got, did she get exposed to that? Do you Do you know that? Oh, I, my mom was, um, she was an amazing lady. She, she, she was kind of ahead of her time in so many ways, but I think she did a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a lot of, you know, I mean, all the, all the cooking magazines, everything. She, she loved to experiment and try. Mm-hmm. And again, as a kid, you know, it's like, okay, another one of these experiments. I'm not so sure about <laughs> this. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that she was just, I think she was curious about it now, then, like I probably am now mm-hmm. or, you know, got curious and as I grew up mm-hmm. about, you know, what, what is this like? What's that like? Well, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, and I grew up that, and, and again, it, it, I eventually, I think, absorbed that mm-hmm. once, you know, I, I got away from home and started doing things, you know, on my terms. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. You know, this is, this is good, but it, it, it amazes me sometimes if you just tra- travel two or three hours from home, 
Oh, yeah. There can be a completely different set of rules for what is, um, I hesitate to say normal, mm. but, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it doesn't even take that long. Like, sometimes you can, like, go to the next city over and it's completely different. Like, it just depends on where you are. Like, yeah. So something I, I experienced in Italy, for example, like every like every small village has their own like food and their own words and their own like culture almost, and I've 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 seen that happening in the US as well. Like it just depends on where like where you're around. So yeah, yeah, and 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 two, you know, if you go to a particular region, just because you're in that region and mm. and they they have a cuisine, I mean, there are and. There are a million. Well, Italy and Italian food is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many different variations on Italian food. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we cast that big umbrella of Italian food, and there's so many things within that that are so radically different that you really have to mm-hmm. evaluate each kind of dish, which just makes it a lot of fun to do. Yeah, it definitely does. So your your mom like she was like cooking from scratch more or was it like a mix between like cooking from scratch and whatever frozen food or tv dinners anything like that no it was pretty much at that time cooking from scratch mm-hmm. so yeah cooking I mean, from scratch like i don't know how big your family is was it just you was it like a bigger family just no it was just my mom my dad my sister and i mm-hmm. oh, well i mean still yeah. decent sized family yeah. yeah. So I mean that that that's something I've I've discovered like it, it really sometimes depends on like how big the family was like how much cooking really happened. Um, I talked to Tom for example and I mean he's the youngest of I think ten uh, or nine or oh. something. So uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> if you're cooking for ten people, then uh, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 a different different kind of cooking and different requirements than if you can cook for like a smaller family so that sometimes influences like what type of food you get exposed to like it's also like a like a financial issue sometimes a financial issue and just Mm. the 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 sheer volume of Mm. preparation yeah i mean where you know where where my mom you know might have had to make you know Mm -hmm. five or six eggs if you got 10 people you're probably cooking up (laughs) a couple dozen yeah so the the whole dynamic Mm. changes yeah did you did you cook with your mom ever, or was that more like a like she would cook and you would be doing something else? Like, um, no, that yeah, that was more. I mean, maybe a little bit, but but that was more the uh, a little more of the traditional role. You know, my mm-hmm. sisters probably spent a lot more time cooking with mm-hmm. my mom. I would I would grow help grow with my dad. You know, steaks on the grill or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't become interested in cooking frankly until my mom got sick and then you know i i started trying to pick up along with my sister we picked up you know the uh the mm-hmm. cooking experiences mm-hmm. and my sister was a lot farther ahead of me then but uh, and, she, and she's probably still is let's be fair <laughs> about it um you know i don't she'll hear this and then i'll get get in trouble but you know she 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 is much more um able to pull things together mm-hmm. but i i enjoy throwing throwing things in a pot and seeing what happens and <laughs> or throwing it in a crock pot or throwing it mm-hmm. in the roaster and and mm-hmm. see what uh, what comes out did, did you start out that way like more like as you said exper- it sounds almost experimental like throwing things together and seeing what happens <laughs> or was that well, more I'm, yeah 
I mean, yeah, within within reasonable bounds, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, I mean, okay. So you want to make a pot roast, okay? So how tough can this be? So <laughs> you look up a few things, and mm-hmm. you know, then you learn, okay, that you throw the carrots in, and they add a little flavor. You throw some onion in, it adds a little flavor. Um, you throw a couple other vegetables in, and that changes the flavor. So yeah, there was that kind of that kind of simple experimentation. Mm-hmm. But you start again. You start to you just start to get a feel for you know, maybe what you like or what you think works or works for you and the people you're cooking for, if you're cooking for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's kind of, kind of how I cook as well. Like you just like look at, look at the recipe or look at a couple of recipes and then come up with your own version of it. Basically never, never really following anything. <laughs> sometimes it turns yeah. out great. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> well, even now, you know, I mean, and the internet is, mm-hmm. is like, it's borderline dangerous because you yeah. look at something and somebody that, you know, they love this mm-hmm. and they, and they tell you exactly how to make it. So you make it and it's like, <laughs> okay, this may not be terrible, but I'm never going to do this again. <laughs> so terrible. And, and yet, and yet, you know, they made it sound good and it, mm-hmm. the photo looked good and all that. And so and it was probably was good for them. Like it was just not what you wanted, like what you expected. Well, well sure. And, you know, yeah. I don't, where you grew up and where I grew up, mm-hmm. you know, the cuisines are completely different. And mm-hmm. so what you think may be just phenomenal. I may think, Oh Ooh. man, you know, yeah. okay. Can't do that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's definitely true. Yeah. So, I mean, as you said, like your, your sister was more cooking your your dad was more like maybe like doing the barbecue with you, uh, right. which was probably not a daily thing, like more a, like every once in a while thing, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, more like a, a weekend, or like you say, every other weekend kind yeah, of thing, or yeah. like a holiday, like if like Fourth of July, like Memorial exactly. Day, things like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And they, then your your mom got sick, and like you had to pick up the slack somehow, right? That that's what happened. Yeah, I mean that was when I really started mm-hmm. paying a lot more attention. Up to that point, yeah, yeah, you mess around a little mm-hmm. bit, but you know, it's like okay, somebody's got to start doing this, mm-hmm. and. And I found out I enjoyed it, and, mm. and I don't want to. I don't want to leave the impression here, false impressions that I was out there, you know, digging the the uh, the, the vegetables out of the garden or anything, <laughs> you know, cooking from scratch. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you if you kind of combine some of the pre prepared stuff for mm-hmm. um, things that you can do easily, and then put your own your own style to them or your own things. And, you know, if, if you talk to my dad or my sister, you know, not everything worked, um, but you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. again, it was, it was always, it was always done with a, I always just enjoyed it. It was, it was mm-hmm. fun for me to try that and to pick up the slack where mm-hmm. somebody needed to. Mm-hmm. How old were you at that point? Joe. Boy, Patrice. <laughs> roughly. I am, like, doesn't I am, have to be exact. Oh, roughly. I, oh, man. <laughs> 25, 20. Yeah, so mid-20s mid somewhere. Yeah, maybe a little little better than that. Mm-hmm. I and, and I may be understating that greatly. I'm, I That's one thing I'm not good at is years. Everything just sort of <laughs> just, all comes together. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. Were you still like, were you living at home still? Or was it more like you came back like you had left for school or something? Yeah. Yeah. I was actually yeah. working at the time and, mm-hmm. and had come, you know, and then was coming home on weekends to mm-hmm. try to try to help out to help out okay yeah that makes sense um do you remember like what you or you and your sister like what the first things were that you started cooking like not having too, especially on your side not having too much experience 
I won't speak for my sister because she had a lot more experience through my mm. mom. Um, for me, I think the first things I started doing was because it was almost bulletproof. You mm -hmm. throw things in a crock pot and mm -hmm. let them let them cook all day, and mm -hmm. you know that. So the meat inevitably got done and was reasonably tender. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, I mean, it's, if if unless you have it on high for a long time, it's hard to burn anything. In a yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so it and it was a great way to get started because mm -hmm. you know you you didn't have to do a huge amount of preparation mm -hmm. and you got something back. So there was. There was like this positive re reinforcement. It's like, yeah, I can do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I can put the meat in there and throw everything and turn it on. Mm -hmm. And then, well, but if I do this or if I add this or if now maybe I'm ready to try something on my own over here. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just progresses mm -hmm. if you're inclined. If, if not, I'm sure it's a terrible chore for people <laughs> that don't enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, crockpots are crockpots are easy. I mean, you just basically need a couple of minutes to kind of throw everything together, like in, like cut it up, throw it together, add some sort of liquid, turn it on, and then leave it for a couple of hours at least. Um, and yeah, that's that usually yeah, that's that's relatively easy. It's also relatively cheap, and it doesn't really require much much in time. And and to be fair, I mean sometimes you know there's a bit of pre-preparation before mm. you put it in the pot, and mm -hmm. you can I mean you can you're right you can do just exactly what you said, mm. or you can do some of the more elaborate things, mm -hmm. and then you get away from okay I don't need the crock pot now I'll use a yeah. roaster yeah. Um, or a frying a frying pan or something. Mm -hmm. So that that's what I mean by the progression. You know, you just as long as you can get some positive reinforcement mm -hmm. along the way that something does at least something mm -hmm. turns out that you enjoy, mm -hmm. uh, you know you, you're you're you get hooked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you were to speculate on like why your sister uh, kept more experience and was more into cooking than you, like, like what what would your guess be? Well, I mean, our family was always very very close, mm -hmm. but I think my sister spent a lot more time with my mom. I spent mm -hmm. a lot more time with my dad. Mm -hmm. You know, not not in the kitchen. So I think that was you know that was it. Again, it was a time of. Of a lot, a lot more traditional roles mm -hmm. than we have now. Yeah, yeah. So those, that was just sort of what you did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was guessing. I just like, like it's not always the case. Not every family is the same. So that's why I kind of wanted to to like learn a little bit about that. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, even even in my family, that was definitely more more that way. Like, I mean, even though my mom is not, she she's she's the type of person she can cook, but she doesn't enjoy it. Like she'll do it. She's good at it, but she doesn't really enjoy it. Like she just right. like she she had to do it. She learned it from her from her mother, kind of the traditional way. Like ma mom teaches daughter how to how to cook, but it wasn't really something that she enjoyed too much. She is actually more a baker to this day. So is that something uh, no. like happened in your family at all? Like baking. Baking, um, my mom did. Um, I am not a baker. I, <laughs> I, I, I think. I mean, baking is almost is a little more scientific. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the the ingredients have to be measured out, mm -hmm. and you know, the temperature has to be right, and mm -hmm. all of those things. <laughs> and as a result, you know, I I've played with it, but I, mm -hmm. I, I have never gotten a lot of that positive reinforcement mm -hmm. that caused me to just want to go. So. I, I, again, it's, I mean, it's fun. Don't misunderstand, mm -hmm. but it's just not something mm -hmm. that, um, it's, 
Oh boy, this this may not be a great exa- example, but I always felt like the early cooking for me was sort of like a science experiment. Mm-hmm. Throw this, throw that, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And with the baking, you know, it's yeah, you it, can it do that. Way, <laughs> way too structured. Yeah, way, mm-hmm. the most you can do is okay. I'll throw a little yeah. cinnamon in here and see what what happens. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, if it's not well thought out, then the cinnamon mm-hmm. burns and it tastes terrible, and mm-hmm. you throw the whole thing away. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something I've definitely ex- like seen. It's like there are two types of like experimental people. It's like the or the really scientific like measure everything and follow everything step by step and make it reproducible and all of that. And then there's the like let's just throw something together and see what happens. And I mean over time like each site like learns how to like like when to do what. Like on the on the real like experimental side, I mean you you learn like over time you get like you develop a palette and you develop like the tools and you know okay if I do this with that and this happens and you you like even things you have never done you can conceptualize eventually and say okay this is most likely this is going to happen like this is going to taste this way because like I've done like maybe something was somewhat similar and it like ended up this way um, and on the other side you have the like very scientific we're very very scientific way of like of like following a recipe step by step and measuring everything but eventually you get to a point where like you you can start introducing that variable and saying okay i like now that i have everything down and i know like how to make the perfect cake i can start and say okay what happens if like i use this fruit or this spice or like whatever like I, I take out this and put something else in. Like you can, you can start introducing more variables and more like experimentation, really. So like it's, it's really like two, kind of two paths to the same end result. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Like, yeah, um, and and again, I mean, I, I think your your comment about your your mom was interesting mm-hmm. because you can I, th- I think there are a lot of people that can be good at this stuff, but mm-hmm. if you don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. then you know, you're you're going to shy away from it, just mm-hmm. like just like anything. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, I was I was really happy that I got that experience mm-hmm. to, you know, not be afraid to go in the kitchen or to like, okay, now what what do I do mm-hmm. now? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I'm not sure that I, yeah, I, you know, if you wanted me to put together a turkey dinner, you know, I could probably do it. Might mm-hmm. not be, the presentation might be a little questionable at the end, <laughs> but I, you know, I, I I think it would taste fine, mm-hmm. and you know, and yeah, I mean that was something that as 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 our family got a little older, mm. Thanksgiving Day was always everybody piled in the kitchen and helped prepare the turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's—I mean, my dad would do the stuffing, and you know, my sister and I would cut up the vegetables, and, mm-hmm. and it became a—it was a very family-oriented thing. Mm-hmm. And and you know, those are a lot of very very fond memories. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's actually very interesting. Um, I think you're the. F- almost want to say you're the first person where that happened that way. Like I talked to Melissa where it was more like her, her grandmother doing all the cooking. Um, it sounds like in your family, it's more like my family, like more social cooking, like getting together. Is, I mean, not every day, obviously, um, but like on a weekend or like think like now, nowadays Thanksgiving or like whatever other birthdays, special occasions getting together and cooking together and having the social experience of like finishing the meal together and then eating together. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that was usually something that was reserved. Well, boy, that's you bring up a great a great point. It was definitely reserved for special occasions, mm-hmm. Christmas, New uh, Thanksgiving, New mm-hmm. Year's, those kind of things. But certainly during the summer, you know, there was there was that combination of okay, growing. Mm-hmm. You know, one faction is outside growing and doing that, and the other faction is mm-hmm. inside doing all the other stuff, and then everybody comes together. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting way to look at it. Kind of makes me wonder if you invite people over, like friends, do you cook with them, or is that more like you cook for yourself and like they sit at the table and then, like, um, this is a little embarrassing. No, I I don't cook for friends, and mm-hmm. I've gotten away from cooking just because I, I live alone, and mm-hmm. it, it it it's it's honestly a struggle after after mm-hmm. a day's work. Mm-hmm. By the time you you know you you come home, you get it out out of the refrigerator, you cook it, you eat mm-hmm. it, you clean it up, mm-hmm. it just becomes easier to go and pick something up somewhere mm-hmm. or, or eat somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, and I do miss that. And frankly, the, um, the lockdown that we've been going through here because yeah. of COVID-19 <laughs> has brought some of that back. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. now I don't have to go mm-hmm. come home from the office and mm-hmm. do all that. It's, you know, everything's right here. So, you know, I've gotten back to doing a little more prep here mm-hmm. uh, of of my own food and and mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoying it and it's like why did I, how did i get away from this mm-hmm. you know and so once the lockdown is over whenever that is however that is mm-hmm. you know i hope i can continue to mm-hmm. in- maintain some of the enthusiasm for cooking mm-hmm. that's really funny um like last episode i had uh, beth and like for her covid and the lockdown was actually a way to even start cooking like she did a little bit here and there but like for the most part she ordered out and she changed that and now she's cooking a lot and you're saying well i kind of got away from cooking before and now i'm i'm back to it so like it's super interesting to see that like how how an event like this changes even how you approach something as basic and as a quote air quote simple as food and eating Well, I I think a big factor, at least for me, I won't speak Mm -hmm. for her or anyone else, but Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was just the timing Mm -hmm. of things. Uh, I mean, it before if if I were to if I wanted to fix something, sure, I would do it. Mm -hmm. But the trouble is, you have to buy all the ingredients, Mm -hmm. and you never can buy just what you need. (laughs) You have to buy the bottle or Mm -hmm. the bag or whatever, Mm -hmm. and and as a result, you know, unless you're going to do that same thing over and over Mm -hmm. for a week. It all goes bad. Mm-hmm. And so economically, I mean, I know everyone says economically, it makes a lot more sense to cook at home. And I agree, the, more, the more people you have, yeah. the more economic sense it makes. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't cooking a lot at home, mm-hmm. and you're only cooking for one, mm-hmm. I think the economics, you mm-hmm. know, swing back to a, a mm-hmm. much more even number. Mm-hmm. And and I, I hate just putting things in my refrigerator and, mm-hmm. and using it once, maybe yeah. twice, and then you have to throw it away. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a big chunk of, of the food waste is like in the world as well, like things like where you buy like too much because the, the sizes are sometimes too big or like it just doesn't like for vegetables, like it just doesn't grow any smaller. <laughs> like sometimes, right. I mean, like a lettuce, well, there might be smaller lettuce variants, but usually a lettuce is a certain size. And like, I mean, if you only eat half of it before it goes bad, then what do you do with the rest? Like if you don't have like a bigger family or have like whatever, some like a, a bunny or something that you can just give it. To them. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, what do you do? Do you do with that? Like there's no other choice than to throw it away. That's 
kind of like always bugs me as well. I mean, I've I've lived alone for like a quite quite a time long time. Um, my family is still in the US, so like I'm alone here right now. And yeah, that that that's still as you said, like it's it it's an issue. It's definitely an issue. And it's easier There's... it's easier to eat out than than to like cook it for yourself. If you don't, especially if you don't enjoy it. Right, right. Yeah. And well, there's a head of red cabbage right now mm. in my refrigerator. It's like, okay, I've got to do something with this soon mm. because pretty soon I'm not going to want to do anything with it. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, but but you go to the grocery store, it's like, yeah, you know, I haven't had that for a while and I can mm. do this and I could do that. Mm. And then you come home and, and then, you know, you, you do something else. And it's like, oh, mm. there it is. I got to, <laughs> I got to get to it. And if you don't yeah. get to it, you know, well, then you've mm-hmm. wasted the food and you wasted the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely when you were talking about um, like back in the day, like cooking more. Also, the people who like had to cook, even if they didn't want to. Um, I think that is that has fundamentally changed nowadays. Like there's more. I mean, with with TV dinners, it was always more. It was already like more convenient. Um, but nowadays, I mean, you can basically order anything. I mean, depending on where you are, like the the access you have and the variety might be different, but I want to say, at least in the Western world, most places you can order all kinds of food, like to your doorstep for, well, depending on your perspective, reasonable price. Um, so there is really less, less of a need to cook nowadays, I think, than, than it there ever was. Well, not only that, but, and, and again, speaking as someone who came from a small town mm-hmm. in, in, in rural Pennsylvania, um, the the uh, the flavors and the the diversity mm. of ethnic cooking that has mm-hmm. come. I mean, you know, now you as a kid, well, as a kid, man, we never, you know, we pizza was exotic. <laughs> True, know, we yeah. didn't, we didn't. Well, we didn't. We just there just yeah. didn't have Mexican, and mm. you didn't have Thai, and you had maybe a little Chinese, but you were mm. never quite sure about that, mm-hmm. you know. And and now, you know. That's just where it starts. Mm-hmm. And you can go to Ethiopian or Vietnamese, yeah. and 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 they're, yeah. they're, it's all great, great yeah. food. Yeah. But I know for me, it took me a little while to find my way into something as simple, as simple as I think of it now, mm-hmm. as Chinese, mm-hmm. because you needed to find sort of a way in. You needed to find one dish, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's really good. I like that, so I'll try it. Like cooking, mm-hmm. I'll try this over here, mm-hmm. or, or I'll try the next thing. And maybe that one didn't work mm-hmm. out so well, but I'll try this. Mm-hmm. And so pretty soon you you acquire tastes for a lot of different mm-hmm. things, and sometimes they they take over the the some of the top spots as mm-hmm. as your favorites that you know I never had as a kid, mm-hmm. but now I thoroughly enjoy them and would miss them if they were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even for me, like I, I remember. I mean, I'm somewhat younger than you, but I remember as a kid, like there was, yeah, there was pizza. I mean, to to to, to be honest, here, ninety percent of all delivery is still pizza. <laughs> like all delivery oh, sure. services here is still pizza. Like it's it's everything pizza, and then like the occasional whatever Indian restaurant or some or Mexican or something else. So it hasn't changed that much here, but yeah, I mean, and and I definitely like in Phoenix, for example, there was like. I mean, you could get anything you wanted, like literally probably any part, like you would find something, even like if it was a little bit farther away, you would find something from any part of the world, uh, which was great. I mean, that, that exposes you to, to so many different approaches to like the same idea sometimes. I mean, that's something I've, something I've really, 
enjoyed is like the the what I call the peasant dishes, like the simple dishes, like with leftovers that you will find anywhere in the world. Like every every cuisine, every area has their own version of it. Even here in Foodie Flashback, we've had a couple already. Um, yeah, so it's like that's that's definitely something that we have more ex- access to, I think. And I think the the COVID-19 situation is going to change a few things. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons pizza delivery is so popular is, first of all, it's it's, it's a great simple food, mm-hmm. but it, it travels fairly well. Oh, yes, it does. And and there are <laughs> foods that, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm not I'm not about to call in, out any restaurants, mm-hmm. local or chain, mm-hmm. but there are a couple. It's like, okay, I ordered from them. Mm-hmm. And and usually I'm not a big delivery person. I want to go pick it up. Mm-hmm. because I, and, I, and, I, and, and if they tell me it's going to be ready yet, Mm-hmm. At six o'clock, I want to be there by no later than five fifty, mm-hmm. and wait for it so that I can get it as fresh as as, mm-hmm. as it comes out. Yeah. Even then, um, there's some things like okay, I did that once. I will never do it again mm-hmm. because it doesn't travel well. Yeah, and I that's think definitely that, true. I think restaurants are going to have to come up with an idea that for some of their some of their more popular dishes that don't travel well, mm-hmm. might be even just a little card that okay, this is this is how what you can do to it when you get it home mm-hmm. that will make it as good as it can possibly be. Yeah. Instead of, you know, throwing something in and putting lettuce on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And the lettuce wilts yeah. and everything is kind of soggy. Mm. And it's like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What I've definitely good. seen is that yeah. restaurants do um, like build your own meal, basically type of, of like approaches where like they, they, they like give you all the, the pieces of it and everything is cooked and you literally just have to assemble it. But the assembly happens at your home, so nothing is soggy. Like everything's still fresh, and like they don't throw the lettuce in whatever the soup or the burger or whatever. Like they, yeah. they keep it separate and keep it cool, and then like you, you literally do the last like thirty seconds of work, and then, but then you have something that is at least closer to to the real thing. Happens with pizza as well. Like there are some pizzas that simply don't travel at well. Like uh, if you have. Um, like rucola, for example, if you have that on on your pizza, it's gonna wilt. Like any kind of yeah, any kind of leafy green is gonna wilt. Not a chance. You just said something there that is I, that I see. I'm seeing a huge failure in the delivery places, mm-hmm. and that is they they insist on putting the hot food with the cold food mm-hmm. in one bag. Yeah. And look, I I get it. You know, <laughs> I mean, first of all, right now they're just trying to keep up and all that. Mm-hmm. But when you get it home and the hot food is not, is no longer hot. Mm-hmm. The cold food is no longer cold. It just completely detracts from the whole experience. Mm-hmm. And it makes me not want to go back. Mm-hmm. And so, whereas if they, and, and I, look, I get it. They can't put a refrigeration pack in, you know, to keep mm-hmm. things cool. They could. But at least <laughs> separated it. Mm-hmm. If they, well, if they separated it, <laughs> yeah. it would be, mm-hmm. you know, a huge, a huge, huge mm-hmm. improvement. Just yeah. that would be so simple. Mm-hmm. And, but again, I, that's real easy for you and I to say because we're not there at that restaurant. Yeah trying to shove all these orders out yep. in a kitchen that probably was never designed for this kind mm-hmm. of takeout situation that we're yeah. all, we're all looking for right now. Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I've like, um, my wife used to do uh, delivery. Um, and I've like for a couple of months, I like joined her when I, whenever I could. And I can tell you like some restaurants are better at it. Like some restaurants separate out the, the, like the refrigerated parts from the hot food, so you can put the hot food in the hot, in the hot bag, and everything else can just stay in your car, which is usually fine. Like that's usually with ACs and everything, not too much of a big deal. Some of them even have like little cooling packs or something in there. Just depends. So some some restaurants have figured it out. I think it's just a like 
the ones I've seen usually are the ones that had like that were more like fast food or like were more used to delivering anyway. Yeah. So they had more like of an incentive. Yeah. I wanted to jump back to like you cooking. Um, how did you like, I mean, you, how did you learn like to cook? I mean, we were at the point you like, you had to like come home in the weekend, cook with your sister, cook with your family. How did you even learn? I mean, did you, did you just work with your sister and she taught you some things? Did you just wing it, figure it out somehow? I just, I, I, I mean, maybe a little bit of both, you know, mm -hmm. probably a little more winging it than, than anything. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, I, I distinctly remember, and this is going way back, but, you know, there were cooking shows on TV when I was mm -hmm. a kid. Mm -hmm. And, and even as I, when I was not so much a kid, um, that I, I always enjoyed, you know, I enjoyed watching. And I think it was partially the showmanship of the, of the guys that were doing mm -hmm. it or, or ladies. Sorry. No, no sexism intended there. Um, But it was always just something that, you know, appealed. And, mm -hmm. but I didn't have a lot of time until there was a real necessity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and then, you know, then the food network came along and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you, you were for 24, seven, 365, <laughs> you could watch people cooking. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes with ingredients and cooking things that I'm never going to, first of all, I'm never going to be able to get the ingredients. And second mm -hmm. of all, I'm not sure mm -hmm. I ever want to eat some of those things, but yeah. you know, it, it was still watching the preparation and how mm -hmm. they approach things mm -hmm. and, You know, if, 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 like anything else, if you watch people and you're interested, mm. you learn from them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I look back that at, you know, all that with a lot of mm. fond memories and, and a lot of, it was, it was fun. Mm -hmm. It's always fun to learn. Always fun to learn. Yeah. That's, that's definitely true. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of, I mean, kind of how I learned. I mean, I learned from, from my family, but it was also a lot of, as you said, cooking shows. I mean, Food Network was definitely one, one of my go tos probably the channel i've like watched the most like it's just like cooking all day that was that was my thing and like cooking in our family was very very important um but i always wondered like i mean how do people pick it up if they're not exposed to it from like from the crib basically <laughs> like how how do you get to it because like not everybody like grows up and starts cooking with their grandma and like, at like age whatever three four and then like takes it from there like some sometimes it's people like you that like weren't really interested in it too much before and then like eventually just grow into it and like do you have any any theory or any like any feeling why you even got interested in it was there something that was particularly interesting for you or was it just something that just very slowly built up no patrice i think it's i think it's like just about everything um You know, if you if you get a little exposure to mm -hmm. it of some kind, mm -hmm. you know, it becomes interesting and you pursue it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you and I are both are both tech people. Mm -hmm. But why did you get interested in tech? You know, well, I, I have no idea why, but, you know, mm -hmm. I it's always been something that as long as I can remember, mm -hmm. no matter how how primitive by today's standards it mm -hmm. was, I was interested in it. Mm -hmm. And there were other things that just like like um And when I grew up, cars should have been a much bigger thing than, mm. than, and that a lot of my, that a lot of my friends and other people my age were into that mm. just held no interest for me. Mm. So, you know, why, what, what is it about a particular <laughs> thing that catches anybody's interest? Mm. That's a good I, question. Know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you hate to say it's all genetics, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I it's probably a lot of exposure, as you said. Like, I mean, like your your mom was cooking from scratch. Uh, your dad was at least barbecuing, so like he was also, to some extent, at least into food. Like, given the like traditional gender roles back then, he was still into food. Your sister picked it up. I mean, same mm. thing. And like you were, you were, you were there, and you were exposed to it from like very early age. And like at some point, yeah, you probably. Like if if your if your family is, is excited about it, is interested in it, it's like not not a guaranteed thing, but it's it makes it easier, I think, to to get interested yeah. in it simply. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my dad, you know, I mean, no, okay, so he did spend a lot of time in the kitchen, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, when we took a my dad and I took a trip to his hometown mm-hmm. in in South Georgia, mm-hmm. and I was. Ex- Exposed to and and he he always brought you know some mm. southern things north. Um, mm-hmm. I mean the, the 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 okay I'm going to get in trouble here. Patrice, watch <laughs> this. Here we go. But the northern people here in in the United States don't know how to make a good biscuit. <laughs> if go go south, go south of the Mason Dixon line, and the farther down you go till you hit the Florida line, they know how to make biscuits. It's a small thing, but it's it's you know it's just a, a perfect example of mm-hmm. the difference but you know and you know fried fish and hush puppies and mm-hmm. um my dad introduced me or introduced us to um to the the, the southern honeys tubalo honey and gallberry honey as opposed to the clover honey from pennsylvania mm-hmm. and now now i can appreciate clover honey but you know for a long time it's like no nah, I, I want the southern honeys man <laughs> they, you know they were much much better mm-hmm. um so and never could quite get to the color green thing. Tried, couldn't quite get there. <laughs> um, grits, I absolutely love grits, mm-hmm. and that you know that slowly kind of spread out across the U.S. as a lot more acceptable. It did yeah. But back then, you know, that was no that that was that was a southern thing, and mm-hmm. the, the northern people really didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, I would still say I, I would say that's still the case in a lot of times, like a lot of areas. Like I mean, I've yeah. been I've been to the north to some some states at least, and yeah, <laughs> they don't. They, I mean, there is there is a like a southern restaurant here and there, where someone from the south moved up and like opened the restaurant. But for the most part, yeah, they don't know how to do that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even travel to places like whatever Arizona, for example. Like even that doesn't work. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I've tried. Yeah. And- and 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 it's you know it's great because it just encourages you to mm. to try those mm-hmm. cuisines locally, mm-hmm. and then you know hope maybe you can find something close mm-hmm. to it when you go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think big a big part of it is also it's best when it's local. I mean, I'm not a like I'm not a traditionalist. I like I don't believe in like much in traditions, but I think. There's something to when it comes to food. There's something to the the region or the like local food, um, because I think it has something to do with like the area and what grows there and like sometimes the culture. Um, and if you take that and take it somewhere else, it rarely ever works. Like I mean, there's a like there's some exceptions, but I mean I would argue that the pizza in Italy is better than the pizza even in the US. Like anywhere. It is different. Like, I mean, there's good pizza in, in the U.S., but it's not it's not Italian pizza. And depending on where you are and where you stand, like that might be something you you expect differently. But it's it's simply it works because it was adapted because it was adapted to to like 
the people there and to to what's available and like i mean yeah you can import the the flour and the tomatoes and everything from italy it's still not the same yeah i i think you're right i mean there's some things that just you, of course now i mean well if if you're willing to pay for it you can probably mm-hmm. get just about anything that's ever sure. fresh um but you know first of oh. all it becomes cost prohibitive yeah but there there is something and i almost think at times there's a mindset mm-hmm. i mean you know a, a lobster roll in maine or or on cape cod for some reason tastes a lot better than mm. if it were in virginia mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just you know it's just it's and I, and I think there's almost that that mindset but i, I i'm with you i think mm-hmm. that um that the, and that's what makes traveling you know fun food yeah. food should be a big part of traveling yes yeah absolutely i mean I mean, I know you have traveled quite a bit, uh, so have I. And like, that's honestly for me the most important thing. Like, I've always, like, I've always, like, the first thing I do when I hit the ground is look for, like, hey, what's local, what what's interesting, what, like, let's let's go try it. And even if it's like something benign as like whatever, being in London and trying like a mince pie or something, uh, yeah, it's still. It's still local and it's still good, and it's yeah. usually not expensive. That's the other. That's the other part. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very so, true. yeah. Fast forwarding a little bit. So nowadays, like, what kind of like? I mean, you said you don't cook too much, but like, what were at least until very recently. Um, but what kind of things have you picked up over time? Like, what are your favorite dishes or things you like to cook? Like, even type of cuisine you like to cook. Oh, I you know I enjoy throwing throwing steaks on a grill mm-hmm. and experimenting with seasoning, mm-hmm. or I mean we're kind of back to the crock pot or the or the roaster, mm-hmm. you know throwing something in. I I enjoy I enjoy working with meats. Mm-hmm. Um, is is probably the thing that I would say the the most. Um, you know the rest is is all kind of side dishes, but mm-hmm. um, you know the the main dish of 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 the beef, the beef or the chicken. Mm-hmm. Pork too. Well, pork, yeah, yeah, pork too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't worked as much with pork. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but um, you know, I've. I, I, that's kind of where I prefer to. Mm-hmm. What I prefer to cook. Why is that? Like, why? Like, what makes it makes that interesting for you, or like, why do you enjoy that so much? Wow, I. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Just I guess because of the variations that you can get from mm. it, and there's something, you know, maybe it's maybe it's you know, caveman <laughs> motivator. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just you know, why did I shy away from baking? I can mm. I can objectify why mm. I shy away from baking, um, but yeah. uh, you know, I, yeah. why do I enjoy the, yeah. the growing and all? I, yeah. I think. Well, see, it's so stereotypical to say that's something mm. all guys. Like because I'm not sure that's the case. No, I don't. But think so. it, it certainly is the case with me, and maybe mm-hmm. it comes from doing it with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe maybe that's where it started. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is it maybe also a little bit the I, I want to almost call it magic that happens? I mean, it's not real magic. It's like honestly science. But I mean, you take you take like a humble piece of meat, you add some spices to it. Like it doesn't like it doesn't even look very like appetizing usually like when you start out but then over time like especially on a like a barbecue or in a smoker or whatever it it like really transforms into something that is like really can be really amazing and can be really like delicious 
never really thought about it that way, but that's a really, really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I guess when I look at a, when I look at a steak in, mm-hmm. in the, in the meat case, mm-hmm. I don't see the steak that's in the meat case. I see what it can be, what mm-hmm. it can or will become. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there may be something to that. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, even though the, the, the base is there, Again, like you were saying, it depends on what spices you use, mm-hmm. or do you do you grill it, do you bake it, do you broil it, um, you know, and, and how do you prepare it? That mm-hmm. can lead give you so many different variations mm-hmm. with relative with relative ease for that particular base piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just something I'm like I've been thinking about, and I've I've also like observed in other people that. There's something about meat. I mean, with vegetables, it's most of the time it's like minimal, like minimally changing them. Like, I mean, improving them here and there, adding some spices, adding some flavor, combining things. But for the most part, you try to keep the vegetable as, as is. Like, it might depend a little bit on the vegetable, but like, I mean, like baked carrots or whatever, like they kind of look the same as before. Might be like glazed. They might have a little, like a little bit more shiny. They might smell good, but like they still look like carrots. But with meat, that's it's more of a transformation. Like as I said, like you take something that I mean, some people might say looks disgusting. Like it's kind of yeah, with beef, like it's red, it's bloody, and like has like like the like the fat in it, and like it's it it kind of doesn't look like much. But as you said, like you look at it and you know what it's going to transform into. I mean, also your experience yeah. in this case, like, I mean, you've, you've been doing this long enough that you know, okay, like this doesn't, <laughs> this might not look like much, but it's going to be really good when it's done. Yeah. 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 I think, I think there's, there's a lot to that. All yeah. right. Um, is there anything else you want to share? Like, oh, I think we're good on time. Is there something? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I guess, you know, kind of going back to the traveling and the restaurants mm-hmm. and all, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would encourage you to, if, if you're, if you're going to travel somewhere, mm-hmm. stay away from, stay away from the, the national chains, mm-hmm. you know, seek out some of the local restaurants and mm-hmm. whether it's that little hole in the wall, which can, you know, serve some phenomenal food or whether it's something more white tablecloth, but they specialize in, in the, re, from mm-hmm. the, the, the foods of the region or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's, it's well worth the time to do that. And it adds another dimension to travel and, and another dimension to mm-hmm. your palate too. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid to try things. I've, I know a couple of people that just, Oh, I would never eat that. Well, there's some things I've tried that I would never eat yep. again. Yep. No question <laughs> about it, but I, but I tried it. And then there are other things that I've tried and it's like, Oh my God, you know, I, I can't wait to go back to that place um, either mm-hmm. that territory or, or geography or mm-hmm. just to that restaurant mm-hmm. and do that again because it was so good. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, try Abs- things. Absolutely. Try things. No, I, I, I'm going to second that. Uh, the best, literally the best experiences I've had uh, usually have been hole-in-the-walls, random finds somewhere inside streets where, like, I just walked past something that looked interesting and then was like, hey, let's try that. Um, like, I mean, there's a, there's a restaurant in Phoenix. I mean, you can find it like on Yelp or whatever, but if you walk down the street, you wouldn't even know there's no sign. There's nothing. There's literally a door, like nondescript door on a, like a street. And if you enter it, you enter 
what I call Mexican heaven. Like really good, <laughs> really good, very basic Mexican food. Um, and yeah, it's like stuff like that, as you said, like, uh, and, and, and no matter where you go, you will find something like that. Ask locals, Yelp is even in like all over the world I've experienced. Sometimes it's hit and miss like here, here in Austria, it's more hit and miss to some extent. Uh, ask Google, you will find something. I mean, best is always locals. Um, but you will you will find it but seek it out and it's, it's definitely it's also something i've heard from even professional chefs like big like anthony bodain's jamie oliver that's what they said like i mean they they made the same mistake they like they traveled somewhere stayed at the hotel ate at the hotel never left the hotel i mean they were usually only there like two three days just like us if we're doing like business trip i mean, might not be there wherever we are for long um, but yeah, and like the second they ditch that and the second is, okay, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stay at the hotel. I'm just gonna go outside, go somewhere, find something. That's where the magic really happens. Yeah. And, you know, I will share one other thing, mm -hmm. um, that is sort of a cross between this discussion and, and our, our tech lives. Mm -hmm. But I started taking pictures of, of foods wherever I go. Mm -hmm. You know, at restaurants, my favorite foods. And now I have um, a collage of that up on my wall in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. That's and, cool. you know, and with the iPhone, you know, you can, you, you get some really good pictures now. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I realize that that's some, some chefs and some restaurants view that as very gauche, but mm -hmm. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> that's one thing I'm, I'm paying the bill. Exactly. You know, I ordered this. I want to take a picture mm -hmm. of it. I'm going to eat it. I want to take a picture of it. Mm -hmm. And, I've had I've had more than one person walk into my kitchen and kind of say, like well, what what is all this and it's like well these every time I walk into the kitchen you know each one of those photos evokes a very positive memory mm -hmm. yeah the bad news is sometimes it, it, it evokes hunger <laughs> you want to go eat something but you know it's it's if I don't put up obviously pictures of food that I didn't enjoy I put, mm -hmm. put the pictures of mm -hmm. and it goes from you know the the before dinner drink to dessert and everything in between mm -hmm. and you know I can tell you exactly where maybe not when but where those photos were taken mm -hmm. and you know why I enjoyed it so much and mm -hmm. so it's a it's a great way to sort of continue you know your evolution of things mm -hmm. There are, there are things on that wall that, you know, as a, as a, as a kid, I would never have even thought mm -hmm. about trying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now I count them among uh, some of my favorite memories. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, yeah. And you'll learn, you know, you, you learn a little, you might even learn a little about taking good pictures or editing them or, you know, making yeah. them look better <laughs> printed. Um, but, and that's not why we're here to talk about, yeah. but it is something mm -hmm. that, uh, that will help you help keep those memories alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have I have to do that more. Like I always forget. Like my problem is like I see the food, I get so excited about it, and then I forget about taking the photo. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a few of those too. Sometimes <laughs> it's like the person next to me has ordered something. Could I take a picture of your, you know, your plate? <laughs> yeah. And they look yeah. at you a little strange. Well, like, oh, okay, and so yeah, yeah, but yeah exactly. Done, and they're done that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, we definitely have some topics for follow ups. Uh, like already noted down a couple, like the foods that like you didn't like as a kid, for example. I definitely have to talk about that in some some later episode. Um, yeah, thanks for for being here. It was great. It was very interesting, very different perspective again. Like more a southern southern view, I would almost say. 
like kind of southern, northern, like a little bit of both. Um, can like tell people where they can find you, like if they want to reach out. Sure. Um, well, I, the podcast I do is macvoices.com. Um, you can see everything where we talk to a lot of interesting people there, uh, obviously primarily about tech and obviously primarily about Apple tech. Um, and then Trek Favorites right now is on a bit of a hiatus only because um, of the, the COVID-19 thing and just being so busy at work mm -hmm. that something had to give. Um, but that sure. will be coming back, and that's at trekfavorites.com. And the, probably the best way to reach out to me directly is uh, on uh, on Twitter as at Chuck Joyner. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, yeah, you can find me and everything I do at thepatrice.com. You can find this very podcast on Twitter at foodieflashback and at foodieflashback.com. Um, you will find also all the episodes and if you're interested and you want to be in Chuck's place kind of and talk to me about your favorite foods and I don't know why northern food is so much better than southern food I don't know uh, you might have a different perspective on things and you might have different stories how you grew up um, then yeah please reach out to me uh, any way that you can uh, there's also a form in the show notes and also on the website that you can fill out if, if that's more your thing or just send me a message on one of the many social media channels and we will set something up and yeah with that thanks Chuck for being here thanks for listening and talk to you next time <laughs>